0: Well, Geronimo, I'm sorry to get started a little late. Yeah, tell us about yourself and what you think and, uh, um, and about what you've been doing and which way you're headed.
1: Okay, I would like to begin with asking permission, with the permission of the Universal Father, the Creator, the Ancestors, and the Seven Sisters, to bring the spirits of the Six Directions to me so I may speak the words of the Creator, which are love, forgiveness, and understanding and to restrict my words, which tend to offense and to criticize and to judge others." When you have uh, permission at the beginning of any ceremony or beginning of any encounter or anything dealing with the Spirit, we ask, I ask for permission. And the door is open to the spirits to arrive and help me. Um, my belief, as taught by the child, that you come into this world with nothing and you leave this world with nothing. The only thing you have when you're here is your word. You give your word and you keep your word, or you don't give it, or you do the best to fulfill that word. So this is uh, what I have done. Uh, I think that uh, the the reading that uh, this gentleman just gave was pretty spot on. Um, I have, since my son was born in 1990, completely devoted myself to walking in Wang Khan, walking in a spiritual way. And it was uh, around 1997 that I really became influenced by uh, great things that happened, uh, special uh, sights, feelings, and participation in when I do my, my ceremonies. When everything that you do requires three energies. The more energy you put into it, the more you get out of it. If you put nothing into it, you get nothing out of it. And that's your attention, your awareness, and your intent. Why are you doing this? Your attention, you give all your attention to what you're doing, and you're aware of why you're doing it. And through those actions, i give given everything I have when I do ceremony. And I've been rewarded with things of, uh, that the creators allowed me to uh, to see, to experience, which are supernatural. After uh, many years of this, I, I, I continued my ceremonies just so that I could get that experience, that gift that was given to me by the, by the Creator and by the ancestors. And then I began to ask that the Creator share that with people around me so that they could experience it, so they could see the wonder of what their intent and what their awareness and what their attention would bring to them, and I use uh, the examples that are shared with others. Others, some of them were personal, given to me. I don't speak of those, but others the one I use, I like to use, is what got uh, my son involved into the Sundance, and we were up in that salon there outside of Gardner. There's at this time, there was no. Uh, Telephone service up there. Cellular phones—they were just came out, and you couldn't get any uh, signal. And we were uh, camping there, and each day, half an hour before Tomas would uh, blow the conch shell to begin the uh, the dancers to prepare themselves, his phone would ring. And at that time, my son never spoke on the phone. He would text, or he would, uh, you know, be on on different uh, social media, but. You could never get him to answer the phone, and he had the ringer off. Half an hour before he blew the conch shell, his phone would ring. Did this three days in a row. On the fourth day, I expected it. I knew his phone was going to ring. And sure enough, his phone rang. And I said, son, answer it. That's the spirit. It's, the spirit's calling you. He says, dad, it's not turned on. He had his phone turned off, and it rang. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's an example of, of the power of, uh, of the spirit when you when you devote yourself to your uh, you committed yourself to uh, the thing that you're doing. The first time I went to Tomas's, we went we were doing uh, vision quests on the other side of the valley. We had been doing it for 17 years. We stopped at this little store in, in Gardner, and they said, "You're going to uh, camping?" I said, "Well, no, we're going to go do a ceremony." I said, "Oh, you're going to Tomas's." We didn't even know he had been there. He had been there a couple of years. This said, well, no, we may, maybe we need to meet him. So we went to his place, and we asked him to do a Apache neepy sweat. And uh, he left us to go uh, call people, see if they'd come join us. It was raining slightly, and we, had, we were watching the sacred fire. And I was watching the wind blow the grasses, and all the grasses would blow with the wind, except that my attention was... Focused on this one particular long tall grass. And I looked at it, it wasn't bending to the wind, it was staying straight up. And then it just disappeared into the ground in three moves. One, two, three. And it was in the ground. And I told Ernesto, Did you see that? He says, What? I said, That plate of grass, that plant, it just disappeared into the ground. He says, Oh, it's gophers. But <laughs> the <laughs> That's when I knew that this, this land, uh, that Slan uh, Native American Church Center there, that had a very special, significant power. And over the years, I've encountered many things. Like I say, each, each year I go there for ceremony. I, I look forward to it, to see what I experience.
0: Yeah, that, that, that incident with the gopher, that kind of reminds me of uh, an incident I heard about years ago. Uh, Uh, Or somebody was in Peyote meeting, and it was it was been a it had been a long night, and 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 uh, everybody was pretty sleepy and trying to stay awake, and and uh, the 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 guy who was running the ceremony, um, he kept pointing with his lips, you know, hey, put some more uh, put some more wood on the fire. It got real pretty smoky in there, you know and uh the uh there was there was a new guy there and uh was getting kind of getting hard to see you know and uh he was kind of looking around and and under the influence of the peyote and you know loving everybody and he looked looked across the fire and there was a there was a gentleman across the fire that had his head down his eyes were were toward the ground and and uh, all they could see was the top of his head, and the new guy hollered out, Hey, that guy has no face, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes it's kind of hard to tell, what's, the, you know, uh, what's going on. I know uh, a creator really has a sense of humor, and uh, yes. Yes. All, <laughs> all kinds of things can happen. And uh, a lot of it uh, seems to be Hayoka, but... Uh, well, tell us some more. You know, um, as I was telling you well, when I called called you earlier, you know, I spent three months in, in, in Walsenburg um, and uh, uh, Jimmy um, Ten Rivers and I, uh, you know, we, we went up and did some treasure hunting, and we had some good times. And uh, I've talked with Tomas a time or two since then. And um, But, yeah, go ahead and continue. Tell us more.
1: Sure. Uh, I did... Uh before we did Sundance, we did five years of uh, s- uh, summer solstice ceremonies and Jaime Perez was there and we would do those uh, earth, uh, earth people ceremonies with the peyote. And uh, I became uh, good friends with Jaime and he uh, just, uh, they, they, they had a difference of agreement on, on, on the ceremony when Sundances, you don't mix the medicines, that's uh, one powerful medicine uh, the Sundance and then uh, the peyote ceremony is another powerful ceremony and uh, I have come to believe that that the peyote is very uh, would say it's, it's it doesn't like to mix with other ceremonies it doesn't like to mix with other medicines and uh, so I'm uh, just, uh, Started doing one uh, of the Earth ceremony with the uh, on the Ritter Ranch, and uh, so they kind of separated ways. But the uh, Sundance is very powerful. It's probably the most powerful ceremony I've ever could ever expect anyone to uh, to participate in. And those that are not familiar with the Sundance, they go the Sundancers commit themselves to four days of fasting and dancing from sun up to sundown blowing on an eagle whistle as they dance with no food and no water to the beat of the drum. And the first day of the Sundance is a cleansing of the body, cleansing of the of the toxins out of the body. The second day is a cleansing of the mind and uh, removing all of this negative energy from the body. And the third day, by the third day, you're spent you have uh, Your body is cleansed, your mind is cleansed, and then the spirit takes over. And you're, you're able to continue, and it's the spirit within you and the spirit joining you that allows you to continue to the third and fourth day. Those that are ready by the fourth year are usually ready to pierce by the third day. And uh, by this time, your body is dehydrated, and you don't really bleed a lot. And you're preparing yourself mentally for this piercing and dancing and giving a flesh, a flesh offering and the blood offering to the tree. The ceremony starts with the tree. When we take the tree, it gives up its life, and we pray for that tree, the whole community. We don't allow the tree to touch the ground. It's carried up to the arbor, the sacred area, and it's given... Uh, 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 food and water we ask the spirit of the tree to remain for four days and the tree is decorated with prayer ties and, and for community prayer ties <clears throat> and it is uh, the only thing that dies during the ceremony it slowly gives up its life so we don't step on any ants you uh, don't kill a mosquito nothing intentionally dies because that tree has given up its life, and that tree protects the dancers. And I have I have seen dancers that have should not have been able to continue, but they continue because of the spirit. They're driven by that by that that help that the the spirit gives to them to continue their commitment. And to see this performed, it raises your elevation. It raises your conscious level. Now, I was raised by... I was the last of seven children, and all of my elder siblings tried to uh, uh, help me uh, become part of their religious beliefs. And so I was influenced by all of my older brothers and sisters who, well, one was Buddhist, one was uh, uh, Krishna for 17 years, went to India four times, you know. And so I became interested in, in learning all of the religions and a common uh, thread that runs through all religions. And that common thread is that when you're willing to give up your life for someone else, that is the ultimate sacrifice. And that's what the Sundancers do. They're willing to give up their lives. They say that the chief is the poorest person in the uh, community because he gives up everything he has to his community and is willing to give up his life. So he's the poorest person in the in the community. He's not exalted as uh, as people would like to think that they have, uh, you know, bestowed gifts and everything else. In this time, we have uh, our original instructions, where to remember that we are part of creation and that we only exist a moment here to be a part of that creation. I like I like to use the example I use when I began my family. I waited till I was 30 to start my family. And I told my children that the first thing that I was to teach them was that to believe in the Creator and protect all of His creations. His sac- the second rule that I had was that I had to teach them to be able to survive on their own because I wouldn't be there for them forever to, to take care of them. They would have, at one point, to take care of themselves. The third is that they had to... Uh, that they were a product of love and they weren't an accident that they were planned and they want uh, they were wanted here to be here on this plane and the final is what I'm teaching them now and I hope to bestow on them that we all come to the end of our road and when it's our time to cross over into that new world that we cross with honor and dignity and that they were proud to have known that we walked on this earth on Mother Earth Those are my beliefs in in the original instructions that we have come to this world from a place of love and we return to a place of love. And the things that we experience here are our weight of, of experiencing 23 types of love because Creator is pure love. When you experience 23 types of love, then you can move on to the next dimension, the next level. So we're challenged here constantly. This is, like I say, those that are going to go to a place that they believe is hell, this is as close to heaven as they're going to be. And those that believe that in a heaven, this is as close to a hell as they're going to be. We strive. We struggle. We have challenges. Challenges are simply challenges. They're neither good nor bad. They're simply challenges. I like the, the saying about challenges... Are what makes life interesting? Overcoming them is what gives life meaning. Well, I'm constantly changing. I'm constantly challenging myself. People like to get into a uh, a routine and they feel protected and they understand this this well. They say uh, the how you know is better than the how you don't know. <laughs> but it's your own creation. You create with your words. You say you can. You say you can't. You're right. So you have to be careful about what you say, how you use your words. The Buddhist four, uh, the four golden paths of, of, of Buddhism, is that you have the right thought, right, the eight golden path of, of right thought, right action, right employment, right uh, decisions to do things the right way, because uh, it stems from that life is about suffering. Overcoming suffering is caused by unwanted desire. Overcoming suffering eliminates... Uh, 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 overcoming desire eliminates suffering. And then the Eight Path mode of, uh, of, of living your life in a good way. Wang Kong, walking in, is, in a sacred manner, speaking in a sacred manner. Some of the things that I've done. I've, I began my life at six months of age. I was the last of seven children. And I remember my mother telling me that she had to go back to work to remember this, that she was nursing me. This would be the last time that she would be able to nurse me because she had to go back to work for me to remember this. And she sang a lullaby. And I, had a, I went to sleep and I had a small vision. And in this small vision, I came down this wash with the Spirit. And the Spirit, over the course of my life, represented different authoritative, uh, uh, energies. Uh, it was George Washington at one time. It was guardian angel. But as we turned each turn of the wash, we would stop and the spirit would ask me questions. What I would do, what I would want. I remember, well, what I remember now, cause most of it has passed. And I only told this vision maybe three times up until my mother's death. But Each time that he asked me questions, I remember now, how long did I want to be here? And I said, I didn't want to be here where I could no longer take care of myself. I didn't want to have anybody have to take care of me. He asked me, what kind of uh, infirmity, what kind of of, uh, illness did I want? I said, I didn't want to be sick and I didn't want to be crippled. The spirit told me I had to have something so that I I could experience it. And I guess I chose diabetes because it's the only thing that I really dealt with and it's been uh, a challenge to me these last, since 1997, Interesting enough. But we came to the end of the wash, and he kept asking these questions, and uh, we came to this end of the wash, and there was a small brook. We crossed over the brook, and there was this huge plain, a large field like a meadow, and in the meadow were three corrals made out of iron pole with iron gates and I remembered the, the the area specifically because of the mountain range behind it snow capped cap mountains in this beautiful beautiful uh, meadow he said this is where you you're going to stay your job is to fill these three corrals so I spent my life with three of everything I would have except for three wires I only had one but I had three houses I had three cars had three children, and I continued on. And to me, three was my, uh, my my number. It was when my mother passed away, and I was lamenting in the kitchen, and I was watching, the, 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 my family was preparing to go to the services, and I was uh, cleaning the top of the stove, and, and I called out, I guess that makes me an orphan. My dad had passed away in 1977. My 13-year-old daughter from the living room called out, No, Dad, that makes you a dad. And it was an epiphany at that time. I realized that those three corrals that I had to fill were my three children. I had to fill them with the knowledge of their ancestry, of our, 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 our meaning of being here, and, and to fill their minds was what I needed to do. It was a, a turning point. It was at that point that I realized that the, my purpose in life was to teach. The Lakota speak of the four hills that we have to climb in life, as an infant, as a child, as an adult, and as an elder. And I use the analogy of learning how to play a guitar. When you pick up a guitar, you don't know how to use it. You don't know what you just pluck at it like an infant, just hit the strings and you hit the the guitar. You don't know anything about it. As a child, you begin to learn notes. You learn how to place chords and how to put songs together. As a warrior, as an adult, you're able to perform. You're able to to, uh, use the the knowledge that you have gained. And then as an elder, of course, you teach. And that's where I am now. I'm at a a point in my life now where as an elder, I got official elder status, (laughs) I teach. I help people. And I ask permission. I have been allowed to do the medicine on the dancers for the last five years. So the first year that I was going to do this, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I prayed and I prayed and said, what am I supposed to do? That night I went to sleep. This was on a Tuesday. The ceremony starts on Wednesday. I went to sleep and I woke up in the middle of the night and I felt the spider over my ear, my left ear. And this was a huge spider. I could feel its legs completely around my earlobe, my entire ear. And it was just over, sitting right over the top of my ear. And I grabbed the spider and I crushed it, and this felt like a grape. And I threw it across the tent. And then I re it, and he says, oh, no, I killed it. I killed the spider. I'm not supposed to kill anything. I'm not, I'm not supposed to do that. Well, as it turns out, when I woke up the next day, I realized that the ceremony didn't start until Wednesday, so I didn't kill the spider. That was when Ernesto told me he came to uh, our uh, gathering at the beginning of the day. We have a gathering, and he told me that he was unable to come and do uh, the uh, medicines, and that it was up to me. He was going to ask Tomas to allow me to do the medicines. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> but then the prayer came to me that I wasn't going to do anything. I was only going to be a hollow bone. I was only going to be a channel. And I asked permission from Creator to allow Him to flow through me, allow my hands to be His hands in healing, the healing of, of the dancers and preparing them for, for their journey. That I was, and as I, I speak now, I speak the words that were given to me from Creator and let Him do His work through me. To think that you are healing anybody, that you have this power to heal, is very, very egotistical. And the one thing I believe that Sundance is the biggest battle that you deal with is your ego, that you have to overcome your ego. You have to be able to to, uh, humble yourself. Once you humble yourself, then the spirits will work through you. But to think that you are, are are special, well, that just diminishes what you're supposed to do. That's pretty much a, a synapse of what uh, my life that's, now at Wong Kong...
0: That's really true. You know, when I uh, started up this show back in, uh, or the the idea back in 2004, uh, John Red Hat is since passed away, he told me, hey, look, there's going to be some really fantastic things that are going to happen, and he says, just remember, it's just a job. He says, when you run across somebody who thinks they're somebody, run! <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was told that by uh, by an elder, too, that if anyone ever told you that they were a medicine man, to run the other way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. Get... I
1: don't consider myself a medicine person because, like we say in, in the Nipi, uh, the healing lodge, they say, you pray for other people because you know that they're praying for you, and to to focus on on your needs and your wants are are a result of your choices. Whether you agree with them or not, people want to be healed, and some people don't want to be healed. They, they actually uh, seek attention from their infirmities. And other people, it's just a result of bad choices. That, that old saying, if you want, uh, the, the, the uh, explanation of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different yeah. result. So if you want something different with your life, you have to do something different with your life. You have to change completely. I was trained originally by a teacher who is hoyoka. And I use uh, that energy. The hoyoka allows you to experience things opposite of what everybody else experiences. And when you s- be able to, to step outside of the norm, you can ex- observe things differently than what the nation of sheep that we are. Everybody agrees on one consciousness. And so when anybody doesn't agree with that consciousness, and then they're ostracized, and they're said that to be, uh, they're loony, they're crazy. <laughs> that was uh, a great study of, of Carlos Castaneda and his nine books, but uh, the great thing I learned about uh, about the teachings of Don, uh, Don Juan was that we save our energy for the battles that count, don't waste your energy on focusing on, on what you cannot possibly change, like politics or other ways other people believe. But you save your energy for when the battles count, for you, your personal struggle. And our attention is centered, well, to use an example of, of what we're, we experience as a reality the, uh, the spectrum of light from infrared to ultraviolet, the uh, the decibels of, of sound that we hear, the different things of energy that we experience to create a reality. Uh, the known energy of the possibilities of energy where we stretch from coast to coast, from the east coast all the way to the west coast, which is also the infinity of the creator, the energy possibility. What we perceive as a reality is a mere six feet a mere six feet out of 4,000 miles <clears throat> so the potential out there of energy that we, do, that we sometimes scrape or sometimes just uh, are being uh, allowed to, to experience is pr- a fraction <laughs> a fraction of an inch of the possibilities <laughs> of what, what, what truly exists
0: Well, yep. well, that that's we really true. About that six feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> or, 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 or try to fence it. <laughs> yeah.
1: We have a, we have an ability to change our consciousness. And then says I was uh, my sister was the Hare That said, there's nine levels of consciousness: three higher, three center, <laughs> and three lower. We exist in the fifth level, and to move our consciousness one half of a, of a point up to five and a half or to lower it to uh, four and a half we can do easily with a uh, with commitment to uh, what our thoughts and our, our, our will that we're allowed to have but to raise our consciousness up a full degree or even up to the higher third to nirvana the highest takes an extensive amount of energy a lot of focus self-focus a lot of of, uh, of commitment that most people don't have. They just want to. They're just happy to just just exist and not have to suffer. <laughs> but you do a ceremony like a uh, uh, Sundance, and you are in your conscious level, and you don't want to leave. You're at a higher higher plane of, of, of consciousness, and you you're more uh, open to forgiveness because you can see where people have shut themselves down, they've restricted their, their ability to think and allow other people to think for them.
0: Oh, that's so true. That's so true. Um, so, um, now let's see. Um, uh, your Sundance is in August, as I recall, isn't it?
1: Well, it was August. Uh, we just uh, moved it up to July because... A lot of people have to get ready for school. They've changed uh, oh, okay. going to a, all year. So we do it during the full moon of July, which would be the 17th through the 26th of July this year. Uh, tree okay. day would be on Wednesday. Purification day is on Sunday the, the 17th. And then, or 19th. And then the, uh, that's June, I'm sorry. Let's see, July. Yeah, it would be the 17th. Tree Day is Wednesday the twentieth. That's the first day of the, of the ceremony. It concludes on Sunday, the last day.
0: Well, we've Our, uh, you, go ahead. We we've had uh, Ernesto on the program now, and now yourself. And Tomas is so quiet. I don't think we're ever going to get him
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tomas is is more of a uh, one-on-one type person. Yeah, he can he can communicate on a personal level, but trying to uh, he's not an orator. He doesn't uh, you know put out big speeches, and he's uh, he's very uh, humble. He's a humble
0: person. Well, you're you're um, you incorporated the the church your uh, Iglesia de Aslan was was um, incorporated back in 1985. This is. Long before uh, Aslan you know, really had uh, came into the the lexicon of, of uh, say the media or Hispanic thought, it seems like. And um, but uh, it's, uh, it's 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 quite an area. Um, there's a, if you go to Twitter and look up uh, Iglesia de Aslan, uh, there's some links there that explain, you know what it is and and where it was on the old uh, Spanish maps. And um, uh I put up a Twitter page for it. yeah tell Tomas if he's wondering who put up the Iglesia at Ostlan uh Twitter page, I'm guilty. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> I didn't tell anybody I was gonna do it and and um, and uh just wanted uh you know some representation up there and uh well we we uh, we really appreciate hey, Mark. Did you have any other questions we We really appreciate you com- coming on the program.
1: My honor and a pleasure.
0: Yeah, and um, uh, Mark, do you have any other comments? Well, not a whole lot. I, I, there was something I think about earlier, and maybe I'll share it now. Is one of the persons teachers I learned from. He was. He actually died before he became my teacher, <laughs> but he he had a, a way. Uh, he said that uh, if you had an intention to help with other people and their healing, he said you could see yourself kind of as a uh, extension of the Creator. But he said if you move beyond that and you became one with the creator then your ability to extend balance to another person would be greatly enhanced to the extent that that balance would help that person to heal themselves
1: yeah if they want to heal (laughs) Which, which uh, Mark, which, uh, you mentioned the thunderstorms. It was a couple of years ago that uh, after the second day of, of the Sundance, I literally crawled back to my tent, and I knew the next day I was going to be hurt, and I, was, I had danced so intensely. It was my uh, son's second year of dance, and I literally crawled to the tent. Well, that night I slept clear through, and there was such an intense uh, thunderstorm that my brother had said that on the, the radar, over 10,000 lightning strikes in that area. <laughs> it was lightning from, from uh, cloud to cloud, ball lightning. It was every form of lightning you could possibly think of, and it rained so hard that night. I woke up the next day, and I expected to be sore, and I moved, no pain. And I, I, I twitched my leg and my, my foot, and I knew it was going to hurt, nothing. I was completely pain-free.
0: Experience. Wow! Those, all the,
1: those were, that was one of those experiences where you know it was a gift from the creator.
0: Well, you had a, but it, a you had a whirlwind incident out there at the Sundance, didn't you?
1: Yes, we did. That was uh, that was uh, just as the last round, the closing round, and the uh, drummers were putting tobacco on the drum, and the last drummer threw his tobacco on the drum, and I had stepped aside. I was about about hundred feet having a cigarette. So I observed it from 100 feet away. This whirlwind, as the last bit of, of, of tobacco hit the drum, started right over the tree. A great whirlwind. And then it spread, and it went around the arbor, and it went over the drummers. It went through the Cancun, back to the back area where the, where the sacred fire was. It took ashes from the sacred fire, lift them up, and dropped them on the dancers and on the drum. And then it continued down the road. It continued down the road and I watched it and all of the trash from all of the different campsites, papers, whatever, you know, debris, it all was sucked into the whirlwind. And then the end of the (laughs) road was about a quarter of a mile away, it just disappeared. Wow. Just dissipated. I went down there later after the after the dance, after the, the round. And I could not find one scrap of paper, one not one piece of <laughs> trash. Mm.
0: Wow, that's something. That's something. Those, those are
1: those are types of things that that, that uh, are like say, I asked the creator to share them with other, and I've have had 5 dancers that uh, said that they did the dance because of a, uh, I you know my explanation of what we were doing, and, and so I attribute the fact that the creator allowed them to
0: experience
1: these wonders, these beautiful, marvelous mysteries. <laughs>
0: wow. Wow. Well, I was there seven years ago, and Jim, Jimmy brought some special brownies, <laughs> and, and we enjoyed them. Yeah, but uh,
1: I'd like to, uh, before we close, I'd like to... Sure. Uh, we open the door, and I would like to close the door uh, to end this. I ask that those spirits that wish to come to help, to heal, and to benefit us, to remain. Those spirits that wish to do harm, to trick, and to cause disruption in our lives, to go away to a place where they will do no harm. Lead those spirits to protect us. Aho. Aho. A-ho.